You're listening to episode 33 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm and insecurities. I'm your host, Katri Barrett, and with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious. Because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Hello, Curiosity Clubbers. How are you all doing? I have just got back from a wonderful week in Spain, so I'm feeling pretty refreshed and recharged after lots of poolside lounging, lots of book reading, and plenty of belly laughing. And that, to me, is a sure sign of a good holiday. I have to admit, I am pretty excited that it is now September and that autumn is just around the corner and along with it settling back into a routine after, for me, what has been a very busy summer with the launch of the change course. My last couple of clients have been feeling the same, actually. Summer is a wonderful time of spontaneity and there's so many plans, which is great, but it's also nice to look forward to a little bit more structure. How about you? How are you feeling? Are you looking forward to settling in to the autumnal months? Today, I want to talk to you about something that lots of people struggle to acknowledge or accept within themselves, and that is trauma. Lots of women I work with dismiss what is inarguably a traumatic event in their past as such because they deem it not to be bad enough. Whether we think we have or not, we have all experienced some sort of trauma at some point within our lives. And today I want to encourage you to allow yourself to label these events as such so that you can let go of the hold they have on you and move forward. If you procrastinate a lot, feel anxious regularly or doubt your abilities all the time, then chances are these are just symptoms coming from a deeper unhealed trauma. Every person's trauma is unique and different. And of course, they are of varying degrees. But wherever you fall on the scale, it doesn't diminish your experience. There's no competition of, they had a worse deal than me, therefore the way I feel isn't justified. We are all having completely unique experiences and we are all equally justified in the way that we feel. The definition of trauma is an extremely stressful or distressing event. The circumstances of such an event are objective, but it's not these that determine whether or not such events are traumatic. It is your subjective emotional experience of an incident that determines this. The more frightened and the more helpless you feel, the more likely you are to be traumatised. Therefore, there is no definitive list of things that cause trauma for people as we all respond to things differently. If something, whatever it is, has made you feel helpless, has broken your sense of security or made you feel in danger in some way, then you have experienced a trauma and until you acknowledge it as such, you will continue to suffer symptoms as a result of it. For lots of people, symptoms of unhealed trauma show up as certain mood indicators like anxiety, depression, anger, mood swings, panic attacks for some people, feelings of hopelessness. There's also lots of behavioural symptoms such as 
hostility, being extremely introverted. Then there's self-destructive and impulsive behaviours and self-medicating with drugs and alcohol, as well as self-harming behaviours. There's physical symptoms such as insomnia, aches and pains, headaches, muscle tension and just overall exhaustion. And then it can also cause things like feeling as though you're in a constant state of fear. For some people, they get flashbacks to a traumatic event. And for others, it manifests in low self-esteem, confusion and difficulty concentrating. What I am talking about here is psychological and emotional trauma, whereas we're all much more familiar and comfortable with physical trauma. You know, when we break a bone. Imagine if you broke your arm and you simply disregarded the experience, not giving it the attention it needed and going to the hospital to get the bone reset. You would survive, probably, and your arm would heal, but it wouldn't heal in uh, the best way that it could. You'd end up in being in pain every day and you'd no longer be able to play tennis, perhaps, which is something that maybe you absolutely loved. And this could then have a huge impact on how you feel about yourself. Whereas if you had simply acknowledged the trauma at the time, understood what it needed and given it the right treatment in order to let it best heal, you would have a much greater chance of regaining the full use of your arm and you wouldn't be in constant pain. The same goes for emotional and psychological trauma. We can all experience acute trauma and this happens from short-term one-off events such as injury, illness, an accident, an argument, things like a breakup, a death or a verbal or physical attack for example would all come under acute trauma. Then there's chronic trauma and these are things that happen over a long period of time such as relentless stress or a long-term illness, neglect or any traumatic event that occurs repeatedly. I see so many women I work with overlooking traumas they've experienced such as a boss that regularly demeans them in front of colleagues, being bullied at school when they were younger a controlling partner, or a particularly unexpected and upsetting breakup. Even arguments with a beloved friend or family member can trigger this response within us and cause long-lasting effects. Think about what occasions in your past where you have felt particularly stressed, emotionally or physically unsafe, humiliated or disappointed. Are you still holding on to these traumas unknowingly? And could they be the root cause of some of those symptoms showing up for you that I just mentioned previously? Unresolved trauma, that often many of us have been carrying since childhood, will mean that we continue to carry that helplessness and sense of fear with us. Is it therefore unsurprising that in our adult lives we feel anxious, insecure and find ourselves self-medicating with alcohol, shopping and Netflix? There are various ways that you can begin to heal past traumas. And the first is to seek professional help if you need it. This is especially important if your symptoms of trauma are so severe that you can't function in your day-to-day life. If you have flashbacks of an event or regularly have trouble sleeping 
or you're feeling extremely disconnected from yourself and others, then it is very important to go and speak to either your GP, make an appointment with a therapist or a coach that perhaps specialises in trauma or stress management. The most important thing is that it's a professional that you feel comfortable with and who makes you feel understood. If you want any advice on who would be best to serve your needs, then I would be happy to help. You can always drop me an email at hello at If you are able to function in your life, but these symptoms keep coming up for you, then there are plenty of things that you can do to help yourself. The first being to ensure that you are moving regularly and moving mindfully. This means that you're not just exercising to escape what you're feeling. You're observing the thoughts, the feelings and physical sensations that come up for you whilst you're exercising. You're in the moment rather than escaping. Trauma disrupts our body's natural equilibrium and exercise burns off adrenaline, releases endorphins and literally repairs our nervous system. So it is a great way to heal ourselves. It's also very important not to isolate yourself. Often when we experience a trauma or we're going through a period of time when past ordeals have resurfaced for us, we have a tendency to want to withdraw. Maybe you start cancelling plans with friends and missing social events, but isolation only makes things worse. Connecting with others face-to-face is a really important part of healing, so be sure to reach out to friends, make new ones, go to events and keep doing your normal activities with other people. Another thing to practice consistently is to self-regulate your nervous system by using breathing techniques and grounding. Sitting in a chair or standing outside. I personally love to do this barefoot on the grass. You can close your eyes and drop into your body to notice how it feels to be standing or sitting wherever you are. Grounding yourself in the moment and in your body like this is a very calming experience that can relax your whole being. Also, using your breath. So spending at least a few minutes breathing a bit more consciously. Breathing deeply and watching how it feels as your breath moves in and out of your body. Until we allow ourselves to feel and then to process the emotions that have been triggered by an event within us, we are unable to move past it. In order to heal from a past breakup, say, we need to first let ourselves feel all the hurt, embarrassment, anger and distrust that comes up for us. A technique that I like to teach my clients is called emotional decoding. And this can be really helpful when it comes to healing past traumas. Start with smaller traumas, whatever those are for you. Maybe it was receiving a nasty text, not getting a promotion or a breakup. And then you can later progress to more substantial ones. The first step to decoding your emotions is to close your eyes and start with that grounding and by calming yourself for a few moments. Then bring to mind the past event. Imagine you were there again, reliving it. What did you feel then? And what do you feel now? Notice any physical sensations that come along with the emotions. Maybe anger represents itself in your body as a hot tingling sensation somewhere or hurt as a heaviness in your chest. The second step is to name what you're feeling. So is it anger? Is it hurt? Sadness? Disappointment? Whatever it is, be specific. 
If you struggle with this, I have a really useful free list of emotions download that I will leave a link to in the show notes. Or you can head to the resources section on my website, www.katrybarrett.com. The third step of decoding your emotions is to accept whatever the feeling. Whatever you tell yourself you should be feeling or whether you shouldn't be feeling it, and however uncomfortable it is, just let it in. Don't resist. Be compassionate to yourself and how you feel. You're perfectly justified in feeling whatever it is. There's a reason why. Something's happened to you in the past that's perhaps given you a certain belief and it's triggering a thought. By being kind to yourself and sitting with it, you're going to be able to begin to move past it. Practice with your hands on your heart, eyes closed, and send yourself some kindness whilst you let the vibration of the emotion run through your entire being. And then you'd move on to the next step. And this is to ask the emotion what it's trying to teach you. Spend some time journaling here about where the feeling comes from. Where does it come from in your past? Let it all come out. What wisdom can you find in the emotions you're feeling? If you feel fear, is it that it's your mind trying to protect you due to a trauma in the past? If you doubt yourself regularly, does that come from when things went wrong for you previously? You need to explore the lessons that the feelings you feel in the present are trying to tell you based on your past in order to move on to the next step, which is letting them go. So once you've gained clarity of the emotion, you've downloaded it and decoded it, it's time to make a shift. There's a few ways you can do this. For some people, it works best to sit and visualise the energy of the trauma where they've been holding it in the body and then imagine that it leaves the body and they're letting it go or perhaps visualizing the emotions of the trauma floating away down a river or you could literally go to a river and watch the pieces of paper you've journaled on drift away as a symbolic gesture of letting them go for others tearing up the paper or burning it seems like a nice way to release it Find a way that works best for you to figuratively find freedom of that trauma. The final stage is to change the channel. Do something now that makes you feel good. Listen to your favourite song. Go out in nature. See a friend that always makes you laugh. Whatever you need to do in order to shift to a more positive emotional state. That is the process of decoding your emotions. Letting them be there looking them straight in the eyes and labelling them for what they are. Spending time acknowledging what they're trying to teach you and why you feel them before letting them go. This will allow you to process anything you've been resisting up until now. As I mentioned before, there is a sliding scale of trauma and it's not all bad. Sometimes trauma is a good thing. Think of when you're trying to build muscle. You create micro traumas within the tissues that then enable them to heal and be stronger than they were before. If you can shift the context that you give the traumas you experience in your life more towards being these micro traumas, then you will become more resilient to them and experience less, if any, ongoing symptoms as a result. We can't guarantee what will happen to us in life. 
but we can control how we respond to things. Acknowledge where you felt particularly distressed in the past. Be curious about what effects this might still be having on you. Be compassionate and allow yourself to feel the uncomfortableness of it before decoding those emotions and letting them go. Your past does not have to dictate your future, but in order to free yourself from it, you must shine light into the darkness and accept the traumas you've encountered along the way. Be sure to pass this episode on to a friend who you know would benefit from giving themselves permission like this. Make sure that you've subscribed and be sure to leave a review as it really helps other people find the podcast. Until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.